0: Studios in Dublin. Welcome to Mother Folklore, a podcast of words, Irish, Irish words, and words of Ireland. I'm Dara Cochet.
1: I'm Geraldine McAvoy. I'm Clodagh McGinley.
0: And our very special guest today is Katie Kermode. Hello. Welcome to Mother Folklore, Katie.
2: Thanks so much. It's good to be here.
0: You're our second American guest. Oh, yes. Yeah. Great. But you're first from Ohio.
2: Wonderful.
0: But you're not going to talk to us about how I'd say, are you?
2: Not no, not if you don't want.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: no, That's not why I'm here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, one of the reasons I invited you here, and but it as well been delighted to meet to see you is you are a, uh, a student of the Manx language. That's right. Yeah. How'd you get into that?
2: Well, um so I, I've been studying, I guess it's a little more than three years now, and um my my dad's side of the family is from the Isle of Man. And so I always grew up knowing th- about you know the island and a, l- a little bit about the culture but I didn't know there was a language until mm. a few years ago um, and I, I had studied French in high school and a little bit in college but like never really felt you know fluent and never really used yep. it but wanted to be fluent in the language so I was I was toying around with what I would do, and I was actually listening to a, uh, French, a podcast uh, on French that's actually out of Scotland, and they produce a couple of other, uh, actually lots of other languages, including um, Scottish, Gaelic, and, and Irish, and so I, I actually started out intending to to study Irish, right. and uh, then in just sort of reading about Irish, found out that like Manx actually had a language, mm-hmm. and then my dad died you know, around that time, and so mm-hmm. I, I kind of switched gears and decided... You know, that sounded really interesting. And then as a way to kind of like think about him and mm-hmm. connect to him, I wanted to do that. Oh, so,
0: wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's, mm-hmm. um, I think that sometimes people, that something like that, an event like that in one person's life can make them re- re- revisit their, her- their cultural heritage.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I don't recommend like incredible heartache, but it's very, it's very, <laughs> it's a very effective yeah. learning tool. It it's tells, very motivating.
0: It tends to turn up whether <laughs> you recommend it or not.
3: Yeah. <laughs> And so how are you going about learning it? Like, are you taking classes, or...?
2: Well, so I started, um, you know, I, I enjoy podcasts a fair bit, as you might guess. <laughs> um, and so when I, when I found out that I wanted to study Manx, I was like, well, maybe there'll be a podcast. Surely not. But there actually is one that they've produced. Um, so I, I started with that, and then just looked around, and they've made lots and lots and lots of um, materials available online, like, just an amazing amount. Um, Uh, plug for that. It's learnmanx.com if anybody's keen to look at that. Um, And so, yeah, just sort of progressed from there. And then eventually, I guess, after about a year, I had had been to the island um, a year after my dad died again, just to sort of be like, hey, I'm going to go do this. And I'd been learning about a year and I thought... If I really want to kick this up to the next level, I've, I've got to go and actually talk to people who speak it. So on my next trip back, I contacted um, the language officer there and said, hey, can I go to some classes and just sort of spread. And now actually I know a lot of people there and have friends there and oh, that's great. Con- You know, interact with people on social media. So I get, I get to practice. I don't get to speak it as much as I'd like, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. part of why I like to go back a lot.
1: That's really brave though, because like a lot of people learning a language are way too frightened to actually speak to somebody else who floated in that language for fear yeah. of making a mistake or anything else. Oh,
2: I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. I like apologized all the time. I think like almost to the point of being annoying. Really, like, it's fine. Really. <laughs> no,
1: all of us are still terrified speaking Irish. <laughs> so it yeah. never ever ends. But.
0: Yeah, what really gets me is I, I I know some friends of mine who I who I'm just amazed at how good their Irish is, and then they tell me that they're at an event and they're actually worried about speaking Irish making mistake mm-hmm. and i was like but i'm trying to be as good as you <laughs> and then it's, it's like somewhere there is the patient zero the kind of the uh, typhoid mary perfect irish speaker <laughs> yeah but i haven't found them yet but it's um i guess we're all we're all on a journey
2: yeah. sure and i actually like in, in real life, in my real life, back in the States, <laughs> I don't consider myself, like, outgoing at all. And so when I, you know, I came to the Isle of Man and I was talking to some of my friends and I was like, actually, you know, I'm really introverted. And they're like, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, no, really. But, like, it, you know, you want to learn this language. It you also, I don't know, it pushes your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can shift your persona a little bit because you get to be somebody yeah. kind of new, reinvent mm-hmm. yourself. I don't
1: mm-hmm. know. There is that whole theory that, like, you have different personalities depending on what language you speak. Ooh, so that you, I love that idea. Yeah, no, apparently, apparently. I'm not sure how true it is, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I completely
3: subscribe it. to that. Yeah. <laughs> I so I think that's, that's accurate. Yeah, I think uh, you're a different person in different languages. Yeah.
0: Do you remember your first moment speaking Max to someone?
2: Do I? Uh, well... Um, yes so this this is kind of funny so the in person I I had contacted you know I had been in contact with people on social media so like I had written to people so I got a chance to kind of like be comfortable with like constructing a sentence and like with time um and then you know you can use like voice files so a couple of times I had done that but the the first time I actually spoke to somebody in person was when I went back to the island that second time and um I had one of the one of the people I was, or the groups of people I was interacting with on social media was they they do a um, well actually they do several programs on Manx Radio um, in Manx and one of them. They kind of, like, play games, and it's, you know, very laid back. And I had started on Twitter just sort of, like, playing the games. You know, oh, you're you're describing a movie, and I'm going to guess what it is. I have a guess. And little did I know there weren't that many people sending in <laughs> guesses, so they were like, oh, my gosh, who's this American person? And so <laughs> when I decided I wanted to go to the island and and go to some classes, um, the language officer had, had, like, sent along my information to one of the teachers, and he wrote back. And he said, yeah, come to class it's going to be great and if you want to come be on the radio and a little it was the same person so um he picked me up at the airport and took me to their radio station oh, wow. it was the very first thing that i did when i got there so so that was the first time i spoke manx is to introduce myself to my new friend fantastic yeah, that's
3: great
0: so obviously manx is very close to irish in lots of ways mm-hmm. But the two things that we think about when maybe other uh, Irish speakers think of when they think of Max is one that it was uh, it was declared legally dead and it came back to life mm-hmm. is the big one. Yes, and that 1974, the death of the last native Max speaker was right. um, Ned
2: Madrill. Ned Madrill. Yes, Madril. yes, that's right. And uh, you know they consider those essentially one and the same. So he was the last native speaker who grew up only you know with uh, Mm. with manx or or primarily speaking manx i guess i should say um although now there are children growing Mm. up with you know their parents are speaking either all or primarily manx to them um so so that's when I, i think that's when when they decided they would you know declare the language dead but then there's now a, I think it's been almost 20 years. I'm sorry, I'm going to get details wrong because mm-hmm. y'all okay. have probably figured out I'm not, you know, not Manx. <laughs> yes, I'm uh, but uh, uh, there's a um, primary school there where that's taught through the medium of Manx. And so when UNESCO declared the language dead, the kids from the school wrote and said, well, hang on, if Manx is dead, <laughs> mm-hmm. then what are we speaking? And so they, they mm-hmm. I, I think the story is they came back and they reexamined it. And so now it's been... Um, reclassified as critically endangered so yeah but yeah so
0: something else though I suppose Irish speakers recognize this in the mid 1940s there was um, maybe not much enthusiasm on the element for keeping the language mm-hmm. and there was a very much pro-English language agenda until Eamon de Valera, That's right. Pal, yes sent, <laughs> my boy, <laughs> that's right <laughs> sent over some uh, experts to record uh, Mac speaking Yeah. in 1948
2: yeah. so whatever he did he did that right I think He did a lot of things,
0: right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm teasing.
0: (laughs) Michael Collins wouldn't have done that if I was (laughs) a
3: There'll be a row. (laughs) There'll be a row.
0: But the other thing, I suppose, and this is something that's very interesting, because we often get people would say oh like they think oh, I think Irish is beautiful but then they get thrown by spellings of mm-hmm, words mm-hmm. and especially often though when the rest of the world comes into contact with Irish it's typically with someone's name like uh Clodagh you may have had your name mispronounced when you've been on your travels oh yeah
1: Clodagh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Clodagh <laughs> was my nickname in secondary school because it was the most kind of easily pronunciable pronounce that's not a word <laughs> <It's> <laughs> ironic, but yeah no Clodagh is the most common yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, and
0: one of the ways that the, the that Manx has taken a different journey in this mm-hmm. is that they have taken a a spelling conventions that are closer to English orthography.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I think again I'm, I I don't want to hold myself up as an expert here because sure. I'm certainly not, but I th- I think basically what happened is like many um, languages, it was mostly an oral tradition, mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't know that many people could read in write um you know many many years ago Mm -hmm. and then when there were clergy there who wanted to be able to who spoke english and i think actually were were english clergy wanted to reach you know the like the common folk um they they learned the language and they started producing like religious texts in um in manx but they wrote it the way it would sound to an English ear I suppose more or less okay
0: because yeah. um this week the week that we're recording now uh, you've been curating the motherfucker Twitter right. account, <laughs> yeah and you've been tweeting in manx and english <laughs> uh-huh. and I just noticed I, re- I have recognized some words to say well that's obviously chenay uh-huh. but yeah. you spell it you spell it Sh- s-h-u-n is it for for saying that's it Shanae. that's it
2: oh chenay yeah s-h-e-n space e-h chenay that's yeah. it
3: Oh, it yeah. sounds, exact. that's what yeah. I, we were saying just before yeah. you
2: came. I mean, I was trying to like
3: decipher it. um, um So it's pretty difficult for a dyslexic person <laughs> to go through it. But I was like, oh, I know there's Irish in there somewhere. I just can't yeah. seem to pick it out. So I was waiting for you to come here and like pronounce some words. So I yeah. like, oh,
2: no, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel the same way about Irish. I'll, mm. I'll I'll look and I'll be like, oh, that looks really similar to a word that I know. Mm. And then mm. I'll, I'll try and sound it out or someone will say it. And I'll be like, oh, I think I, yeah, I know what that is.
0: Because yeah. it, it makes me think. Obviously, on one level, um, I know and We've spoken before about how you found that the the Irish language orthography, while it is different from English, it makes sense within its own logic, and if yeah. a person can accept that, it's actually it 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 won't trick you.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's uh for me, it's it's a lot easier. Um, it has rules of pronunciation um that that follow a pattern, which is great. Mm. Um, once you know that pattern, you're straight shooting with that one. But I don't know is mine's the same. Is it? Is it like? Is there? Um.
2: I mean, I think largely, yeah, I don't think there's, there's, there's not a lot of, of, um, you know, departure from the usual way of of pronouncing things, but, but there's some, and it's not, you know, it's, it's much closer to English phonetics than Irish, but there are some things that are not, um, like some double letters in the middle of the word will, you know, like, um, Cavil is C A B B I L, I think, but it's Cavil. So two B's in the middle of a word is okay. a mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. So oh, it's cool. not. So for all you Irish speakers out there, who are feeling <laughs> sad for yourselves about, it's not. <laughs> it's not a perfect English world in in Manx yeah. in terms of the phonetic.
0: So the the Manx for a rabbit would be coning as well, would it? Mm-hmm. Um, but how does it spell it? In,
2: uh, I believe it's C O N N I N G, maybe. And yeah. it's something hmm. like that. Cunning in, in yeah. Swedish as well. Just yeah. to point out that. Yeah. I was really excited <laughs> <with> the <laughs>
3: Swedish class I took, right, we were like learning animals and she said yeah. cunning and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the same. <laughs> no one else was excited. They were like, who's the weird Irish guy <laughs> getting weirdly excited about this?
0: That's right. It, it's, um, it seems to be a version of that in, in, in a lot of European yeah, languages yeah. except and the word bunny, it seems, was created in English because it, having a C there instead would like sounded, sounded like a rude word.
3: Huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh.
0: Yeah. Took us a second. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's because that, that, I was thinking like, how come it's like all all these words, and then you got rabbit in the middle of things, and yeah. then and then I thought, what? does? How did bunny come from rabbit? It didn't. <laughs> but mm. it's. Uh, but that's that.
2: Interesting.
0: Again, it's been really interesting seeing how how all the um this was the, the preponderance of the letter V and seeing other mm-hmm. things, and it's and I think I wonder for some people if uh, if if some Irish speakers who are learning with who are struggling with the um. With some, of the, with some of the Irish language phonology or things like that, if Max might be a kind of a middle way yeah. or not. It's uh, interesting to think.
2: Maybe.
3: I found looking at it just from your tweets that for me it looks like, so I know people always say that Welsh and Irish are really similar, but I can't see no. that no. or hear it. And I do have a lot of friends who speak, but who've learned Welsh pretty quickly. So I think once you put your mind to it, if you have Irish, it can be easy to pick up. But for me, Max actually looks like the transition, so there's Irish and then you go to Manx and then you go to Welsh. I think it just looks like the one in the middle because I can pick out words, whereas in Welsh I can't. But it has all of the kind of like similar um, consonant usage that that we don't have in Irish, but they have in Welsh, like lots of L's and Y's, it's like Y's and. Yeah. They're yeah, they're wh- yeah, Y's. Whereas mm-hmm. we don't have those at all, and I find them mm. all over the place in Welsh, and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really interesting that that it's somewhere in the middle, ironically. <laughs>
4: Hi, this is Tara Flynn. I've got paranoia.
0: That's right. Paranoia with a T. I put the T in paranoia. Paranoia. Taran- That's the name of my new podcast about my own insecurities and fears and the lessons I've learned by being a big old thicc, a big Egypt But we're all eejits and we're all normally doing our best. So if you'd like to share some eejitry with me and hear some great guests every now and again, why not join me on the Headstuff Podcast Network for Taranoia. i was reading about max today and how the the decline of the various languages because the celtic languages obviously seems to be doing the best as welsh i think everyone mm-hmm, sees that mm-hmm. and they say that you know that people are committing crimes in welsh and swearing <laughs> in Welsh and they bang their toes and doing those things and, um, and whereas irish went into decline in the in the mid 19th century around the same time of Max, mm-hmm. but the the reasons for the difference like wales would have had a huge influx of people in the 19th century but with with the mines and the industrial yeah. revolution, mm. but the Welsh language held very fairly well. Ma- the Isle of Man was the most popular tourist destination for British people in mm-hmm. the late nineteenth century, and that seems to sure. have whacked the language very mm-hmm. badly, put on the ropes, and, and island of the Fallon. Right. So, but it's interesting that I suppose that the the different movements of people. What's the take in the Isle of Man on on when things started going very badly?
2: Yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm I don't know exact dates, but I I think you're probably right that you know the more the more there were um you know a preponderance of English English only speaking people there um the feeling was that you know if you really wanted to be successful you'd be using English so there's a, yeah. a sh- kind of a shame associated mm-hmm. with of you know there was a language of poverty or of, of simple folk and if you mm-hmm. were going to mm-hmm. be successful in posh you spoke English mm-hmm. and, and then there wa- you know there 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 was children would be punished for having spoken it in school, and like, you know, similar to other languages, so. we had
0: that as well, didn't we? There was the, wasn't there the shtick,
3: yeah. Uh, they're, they're fond of that, aren't they? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a shtick, wasn't it? That, that every time you spoke English, there'd be a notch and I dug into it, and then you get that many quacks at the end of the day. Wow! Go. Someone, someone democratic enough, yeah, I so like oh <laughs>
3: Um, uh, just uh, so I used to uh, for a semester I taught Irish in Montana and people used to think that was so weird other Americans were like what (laughs) Irish is a language (laughs) like oh you mean Gaelic I'm like no
2: you mean Gaelic I'm
3: (laughs) (laughs) Irish so is there like a community of Mang speakers in in Ohio or in America Um,
2: so I wouldn't say together Um, there are people that are that are scattered I don't know how many to be uh, to be honest and um, there's one other woman that I um, interact with sometimes who's also from Ohio but living in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. But I I know her actually because the Manx language officer connected us. So like, <laughs> oh, no way! Yeah. No, I know there's a, um, in Washington, D.C., there actually is, I think, a group of, wow. of people who maybe have classes. But um, yeah, it's hard in, in, you know, in other areas where there's not like a large concentration of people who, I mean, let's be honest, like it's hard to get Americans to want to study any language.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mm. It's true. No, okay. There's a, there's a Fulbright program. You went over with Fulbright. No,
3: it wasn't Fulbright. I went over with my undergrad program, but the Fulbrights were there at the time. And, uh, uh, I do. I mean, my experience with Americans learning languages is really positive because, again, I was Good. over there teaching um, Irish and they're really connected like that. They were really connected to their heritage. And yeah, the standard was wonderful. And if there's anyone listening from the University of Montana, hello, please yeah. get in touch. Like, <laughs> Let's be friends. Um, but I, I mean, I, I do think that it is it has that syndrome that a lot of monoglot English speaking countries have. They're like, why would you need to learn another language? Mm-hmm. Not just Americans. Mm-hmm. So I think Irish people and, and
2: British people have it as well. Sure. Yeah.
3: Do you this ever
1: thing. tell people that you're learning Max, or does it just kind of not come up in conversation very frequently?
2: Oh, anybody who knows me is probably tired of hearing
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, good though, I it's good. That. Yeah, and I mean,
2: it, it does come up like casually sometimes too because people, you know, I'll say I'm going on a trip. Where are you going? I'm going to the Man. Why are you going there? Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll tell them, so yeah. yeah. And do
3: people have that reaction of... I did not know that that was a language, and I did not know that that was a place.
2: Yes, 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 and yes, yes, and yes. In fact, I, I was at a Cayley, I, um, I guess about a week ago, uh, in Cincinnati, and um, there was a, a Scottish gentleman there who um, runs, like, a, a Celtic store. And I, I went up afterwards, and I was like, oh, you know, do you have any Manx items? And he's like, Minx? And I was like, okay, that's a no. <laughs> uh, so I was like, well all right good luck to you
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great so is there like culture similar like is there like Kaylee's in in Biala and stuff do they have that sort of thing
2: um yeah now the the uh, dancing is different than step dancing Mm. it doesn't look really at all like like step dancing um they don't they don't do much it doesn't look like Shen nose. is that the yeah Mm. um but Mm. they have folk dancing Um, do they use their arms though they do use their arms. Oh, yeah, in fact, the arms are hard. often... Mm-hmm. Oh, like Highland dancing. I know you, no one can dancing. see, but it's the, the arms are often... Um, oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. isn't it Highland dancing? Yeah, Highland dancing, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. our champion Irish dancer. Oh. No, no.
3: Dancer. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually going to get on the table after this and do That's her 2 That's why these are here, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That is interesting, though, that there is a crossover between the different kinds of dancing and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It seems like as well, like, I studied Gaelic in college, one of my modules, because I did Irish in college. And Gaelic seems to have a nice little niche carved out for itself. They never seem to have issues. I don't like I'm sure they do, don't get me wrong. I'm sorry if you're a Gaelic speaker and you're like throwing (laughs) knives (laughs) at the radio right now, but like the radio? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even that old, but like
0: (laughs) and the wireless
1: (laughs) If, um, yeah, they just like, I mean, they never seem to have trouble kind of asserting themselves and kind of, you know, they have BBC Alba and they have, mm. they just seem quite happy in their own little kind of bubble of, not their bubble, but their area of speaking Gaelic in Scotland and everything else. But whereas Manx seems to have really, really struggled and everything mm-hmm. else. It's interesting that the cultures are so similar, but that Manx didn't seem to kind of continue the way that Gaelic did or even Irish did, even yeah. though Irish is struggling. Yeah. Manx really seemed to kind of just... Not be able to hold up. I guess I don't know.
2: Well, it's just, it's just, you know, there's mm. I think eighty thousand people there yeah. now, and yeah. would have been many less at the time. So um, mm. I mean, think like, it's kind of amazing that like this it's been able to persist. Yeah, succumb. In any case, yeah, succumb. Yeah, to, to <laughs> yeah. <out>.
0: Anyway, <yeah. laughs> it's, it's the small size can be an asset and as well yeah. As, yeah. as as well as being a problem.
2: Sure. Yeah. Mm. I mean, because you have to have a critical mass, don't you? If you
0: mm-hmm. can, yeah.
4: No, mm. I
3: think it's. Um, I mean. There are, um, you know, there are problems with Gaelic, as he said. It's not, it's not perfect, but but less so. I think it, on a, on a sliding scale, you probably have Welsh at the top, and then Irish, and then probably Gaelic, uh, similar enough scales. But in terms of legal status, Gaelic mm. is mm. is lower than that, and there are problems associated with it. And then Manx at the very bottom. But it just—I mean—I don't know what the legal status of Max is, and I don't know nothing about this. It's
2: such a bad like
3: if research you, on. If you
0: get if you get in a bit of trouble in the Isle of Man, would you be tried? Could you get your trial in Max?
2: Oh goodness, no. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I um, the last time I was there, I I made a a traffic faux pas, um, oh. and that, I the legal term is it? <laughs> <a traffic laughs> <pas>? Yes, the <laughs> exactly. And the officer came over and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm sorry, i have just lost. I'm not from here." And he's like, "Okay." It's fine you know just 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 uh you know let me help you where are you trying to go and I said well let me call my friend so I called my friend and I started sp- speaking minx to her and he was like what is happening <laughs> 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 and he was Irish actually too oh. so oh, wow. I, I pulled out my couple of fuck and I was like hey <laughs> 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 it's funny because it I would have thought
0: it would be hard to get in traffic trouble in uh, in the Isle of Man with the, famously not having a speed limit for a long time
2: <laughs> yeah well I was I was yeah yeah, uh, we we won't. We won't, it won't tell wasn't the story. Just right <laughs> I, had I had done something dumb, so.
0: Uh, okay, we won't. Uh, we won't talk about it. The, the amount of people who've com- com- confessed traffic, traffic uh, driving crimes on this show, just uh, getting greater and yeah.
3: greater. <laughs> I would love to meet that that officer who pulled you over because his story would be like this is the weirdest thing that's ever <laughs> yeah. happened
2: to me. <laughs>
4: it's
2: an American lady who just pulled out her phone and started speaking mics. <laughs> he was sort of like. but he's very nice to me Uh, I mean he was nice in general but he's very nice after that so yeah but I guess it would probably so I
3: mean I don't again I really don't know but I guess it would probably suffer from a lot of the same problems that many minority languages suffer from in a terminology problem because uh, with the development of like even a, a legal context or outside of a legal context you know when you have new technology you need a new word for that and it can be such a struggle to keep up with that and Ireland has a a body dedicated to that but mm-hmm. um, so for example I know in Scotland they actually take um, the sort of the Irish uh, word the new developed word from Fionther and then develop it into Scots Gaelic mm-hmm. um, because there isn't as much um, you know there's not, there's not the, the money there for it effectively um, so that is a huge benefit to, for them um, so I guess that would probably be an issue in, with, with Max as well as you're constantly trying to keep up with the development of words
2: yeah they, so uh, they they do have people who do that mm-hmm. um, although I, I don't know how like a uh, I don't want to say not official, but like, I don't think it's not like a government position. It's yeah, not like yeah. a, um, I don't think. Um, and they do have, so I will say this on on Tinwalt Day, which is their national holiday, like all of the laws are read out in Manx and in English. Oh, the oh, new, wow. that's, that's the, the deal. They read all of the new laws from like the previous year. So I would love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should come to Tinwalt Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. It's great fun actually. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, I'd love to see some boring ass uh, statutory instrument <laughs> here being right out not only in English but in Irish, <laughs> and we're all like waiting around. Listening ah. to it.
2: It's great, and and then there's music and fun yeah, and yeah. Vikings mm. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. you should come.
0: Yeah. So, there, in terms of of the the modern words in Max, would there be like Max words for things like selfie or for mobile phone?
2: Um, s- s- yes. So, uh, but I'm not sure. There's always like a Agreement on on oh. that. So, like, um, I'll see some things sometimes, and someone you know may have just decided that's how they're going to say it. So, um, but they do. They have a council that that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they, I don't think they've gone through mm-hmm. all of the slang, if that. makes sense. But I guess sense. that's
3: how language develops, though. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it. I mean, there you can have all of the councils you want, but it's popular use. Like, if mm-hmm. somebody has a really like slamming term for Brexit that you and I won't get into, Tara. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm not around laughs> about it. but if somebody has like a really Good term, like that's the one that people are going to use. So, like, I guess if you if it's communicable, then you know it's a word. Sure, why not use it?
0: I just did a search yesterday just on the amount of use of uh, saasmok versus the amount of use of Bratimacht um, Well, which one wins? It seems Bratimacht is using, being used far more because the yeah. no, the various nook websites are saying Bratimacht every time. Yeah, well, saasmok
3: um, is just. Yeah. Th- an <laughs> yeah, it's
0: st- it. It's a it's a slang term. It's the Same way you'd have yeah. slang terms for a number of other political events, yeah, which wouldn't be the formal terms. But that's uh, but yeah. So that's that seems to be it. But whereas now uh, you'd still say Brexit. I should shouldn't some of us Brexit, would still Brexit. say Brexit. <laughs> There's a there's a position generally taken translation that proper nouns are is that correct? Yep, that's it. Proper nouns, nouns are not translated. The same.
2: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Fair enough.
3: Yeah, mm. and Brexit would be a proper noun. Okay. Um, so put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, and for some reason that they we don't translate international um, international politicians' names unless they're royalty for some reason. Yeah. That. Uh, mm. So I'd say uh, like you'd get a uh, and Alisha though for the uh, for Queen Elizabeth II, but. <gasps> But uh, um, Donald Trump would be Donald Trump.
2: Or something else. Uh, else. Entirely.
0: (laughs) Well, I have you on,
2: actually. Oh, Oh, God. Oh, dear.
0: Um, It's been a source of alarm to a lot of um, people in Ireland Mm -hmm. watching the international news, the amount of Irish surnames in Donald Trump's uh, entourage. Mm -hmm. What happened?
2: (laughs) (laughs) What happened? How long long do you
0: have?
2: (laughs) I'm really sorry, everyone in the Mm -hmm. whole world, by the way, for... All of
3: that. I don't think I've met an American in the last two years who hasn't immediately said, "Hey, I'm really sorry."
2: But <laughs> we don't blame <laughs> you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, the, the the when the when to anyway, it's not bodies, they're not even the of Americans. Like. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Um, um, I, I don't have any explanation for mm. what. The dumpster fire that's happening <laughs> in my country—I just really don't. I think
3: I think that's probably yeah. I think a, a fairer question is: Yes, there's lots of Irish names. Are there any Manx names? Are there any Manx people we need to single out?
2: <laughs> so uh, Quayle is a Manx name. So Dan Quayle, who was prior to our current president, probably had the reputation of being like you know the dumbest famous American oh. <laughs> politician. It, yeah. it,
0: it seems almost um, it's. It seems almost innocent now that yeah, yeah. he misspelled potato. And right, he I know. For Wasn't that terrible?
2: And was dumb? that all he did? Yes. Well, no. I mean, I'm sure okay, he did some sorry, other so stuff, but that's what, he's, that's what he's famous for.
3: Is How did he spell it?
0: He spelled it with an with an e at e the end. The end of it.
3: Mm-hmm. Look. And I don't know who this Dan fella is, but <laughs> I, I've done that on more than one occasion. <laughs> Again, the dyslexia, but it looks right. It looks wrong mm. with the E on the end of it. English is insane.
2: <laughs> don't mm. feel bad, Dan Quayle.
0: Since his term as vice president, he has been a very successful um, executive in business. And hmm. one, of his, one of his companies has been involved in buying distressed loans from NAMA.
3: Oh, hmm, yeah. look at this. Everything That's is cyclical, huh? Everything cyclical. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, so so Quayle is the most famous uh, non-BG uh, Isle of Man uh, person
2: in in the U.S. I think so, yeah. But I mean, th- to your point, there there are a lot of of, of Irish Americans in general. So I think you know mm. you'll you'll see about and you'll hear about the politicians, but like there's a lot of good ones too. <laughs> Absolutely, non-racist and yeah, yeah, we disown those ones. So yeah, like, oh, they're yeah. like, oh, we're Irish. Like, no, it's fine. You can
3: be American. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: mm. And before we wrap up, uh, do you have a favorite and or and or least favorite Manx word?
2: Oh, I know, I, sh- I should have pre-thought this. I was uh, as I was thinking as the podcast was going. Um, I like I like Mm, which is bridge? Bridge, yeah. right? Yeah. right yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. uh, in part because you get to do that, like little trill of the R, and then you get to do like the, you know, the kind of guttural GH. So, yeah. like from a sound standpoint, I really. like Before you get onto sorry, yeah. a question about oh, that. Sure. So, do you roll your oars? And is it like a... a bit? You can. Okay. You can. So it, you don't. You're not meant to like overroll them. Okay, if that makes like... sense, and not everybody does, but you, one can. Okay. That's you're my like understanding, that. anyway. Yeah, because I, found oh, I love it. And, and
3: yeah, I enjoy doing it. I, yeah. I enjoyed it And when I was learning French in, in secondary school. I was, you know, there's a different aura. But then when I started learning Swedish, I had to do it again, a different or It's not the same as French. And I kept doing the French or But now I've got it down and I love doing it. <laughs> I love all the words that have the rolly is in it. It's yeah,
2: fun. It is fun. So your least favourite? Sorry. My least favourite. Um, uh, Strybach, I think. Is that Strybach? It's, well, I don't know. What is that? Is, is that- it is it a, a, a term for a lady? It is a term for a lady. Love that. Uh-huh. And... Basically, it actually sounds fine. Yeah. I just don't like that word in any language, yeah. frankly. Yeah. Mm. Damn right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. Katie, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having loved me. Loved every minute of it. Yeah, and me too. we hope,
0: hope you enjoy your, your next trip to the Alman and do stop in anytime.
2: Thanks. And you all are invited to Tinwate Yes, absolutely.
3: Let's go. <laughs> <guys>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so until the next time, it's a slant from me.
3: A slant from
1: me. A slant from me. Slen. <laughs>
0: Again, just say that we are in a competition. Head stuff have three copies of Crack Baby Dispatches from Rising Language, um which are signed and available to listeners of this show. We are doing a competition where we are asking you to tweet with the hashtag Crack Baby C R A I C B A B Y and your favourite Irish word that you learned from this podcast and the episode you heard it in, and you'll be entered in the draw. Crack Baby is available in all good bookshops in Ireland and the United Kingdom now. Thank you.
3: Hey guys, thanks very much for listening. Uh, Mother Folklore comes out every Friday on the Head Stuff podcast network. Um, you can get it on uh, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your uh, podcasts. Um, Head Stuff do a uh, load of really cool podcasts. Um, one recommendation is Paranoia, uh, which is a podcast run by the amazing Tara Flynn, who's been on our own show. If you want to get in contact, you can uh, email us at motherfucklore.com at headstuff.org and uh, thanks very much to Kirsten for doing the artwork and for Brian for producing us. Uh, See you all next week.
0: This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.
3: Look at us pretending we know what we're talking
4: about. (laughs) Fancy. It's not in the bookshop. It's not a good bookshop. (laughs)